You're listening to Spraymakers, the podcast where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. Do you have the need for speed? Speed can often be misinterpreted by skiers. Listen as the boys talk about the correct balance of speed. How often do you hear like, man, I was just coming in way too fast at that turn. And I'll, I'll be like, and I'm a semantics guy, like, you know, having written for the magazine for so long. And so I'm quick to be like, okay, it's semantics, but no, that's not, you were not going too fast. You were going too straight. It's, and um, it feels fast. So why, why does that feel fast? So when you come like just railing into a buoy, and this isn't exclusive to, you know, maybe people on the part of the learning curve that, you know, haven't figured out a, you know, uh, you know, the whole picture yet, or a, or a larger part of the picture, I should say, maybe, you know, not to insinuate that I have figured all of it, all of it out, but, but it's not, it's not limited to that person. I mean, every, everyone, like, I mean, if I get railed into two ball, it feels like I am flying, but what is that? Why does it feel fast? And, and you know what, this, this, this is not a short line skier only discussion. That's the For crazy sure. part, right? Like you could be, you know, when you're first learning the course, uh, it's the same, it's the same feeling, you know? So mm-hmm. what is it? I mean, ultimately, you know, the bottom line in, in my head is, um, direction and space, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so what you're, what you're, re- what I, I would just say the general term that people decide is that when they feel like they're going too fast. They really, what they're saying is I didn't have enough time or space to yeah. make, make this happen comfortably, you know? Yes. And, and I think, you know, probably the most, most, the easiest way I've heard it described, the best way I've heard it described is actually from you, Trent. And, um, it's that relationship between you and the boat and the course, yeah. you know, the course is set, the boat is set, right? Like, I mean, yeah. ultimately we have cruise control, you know, it is, that is keeping, a highly, uh, I mean, the thing, the darn thing is going exactly the same speed that it needs to go at all the times. Basically, there's yeah. no more pulling the boat down or anything. And then you have a course that no matter where you go is exactly the same plus or minus, you know, just a little bit of deviation from a floating course to an anchored course to here and there. So ultimately when, when a skier feels as though they're going way too fast into the buoy, you know, that, that really what I'm hearing in my head, the alarm bells are running like, okay, they didn't have, they either were going so straight at the buoy that they couldn't do anything but straight line right at the buoy just to get around it. And then, or, you know, or, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's ultimately it, right? Like the, but it it refers to other things. So, uh, do you have any, any take on that? Yeah. I mean, as, as I was going through this, you know, over the years, like uh, initially, I think I started at, okay, it, it feels like you're going way too fast. One, because you have a, a point of reference flying at you. And, and when you've, and when you've created space through having, you know, like a surplus of speed, everything is, you're, you're, you're basically swinging up ahead of the boat. And I know it's not ahead of the boat, but we're going to just, I'm going to continue to use that, 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 that terminology. So you're swinging up ahead of the boat at an earlier point in relation to the buoy. So by the time you get to the buoy one, you actually, okay, you have started slowing down more one and two, you've already started moving through the arc. Like, you know, your tails already had time to, 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 to drift out wider than the buoy. And by the time the buoy actually comes to you, you're, you're moving back almost moving back in, if you mm-hmm. will. So, so I, I think one, it, it's point of reference, it gets skewed. Um, mm. You know, the buoy's coming at you at a time during your upward swing that, that, you know, isn't typical. And then two, I think 
you know, that feeling of everything happening too fast ultimately is, is that really it's that you're going too slow. It's that the, 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 your time free the boat and free the boat occurs when, when you've advanced high enough, high enough up beside it and you're going fast enough that the boat is no longer towing you. And, and the slower you're going, the, the smaller your window of being free of the boat is. So, so one, the buoy flying at you is making everything feel fast. And two, the fact that the boat is advancing away from you at a, at a faster rate, right? Because again, like you, like you already said, the boat has a fixed speed. So the, the, the rate at which the boat is, is, is advancing away from you is based on, on, you know, the disparity of your speed versus the boat speed. The slower you're going when you, when you enter the turn, the, the faster the boat is, is racing away from you. If you just think of it in terms of, of a race. So it, it's, it's twofold. Like it, it's, you know, lack of speed, um, and lack of direction. And those two typically go hand in hand is going to make everything feel fast. So, mm-hmm. do- and your, and your window, your window for making the correct movements is getting smaller and smaller yeah. and more difficult. And thus, you know, you start to feel pressure on everything. I mean, it just like all of that stuff, you know, combines, you know, mm-hmm. as a reference, you know, when, when you were just talking and, and I was, you know, I was having a, a, a visual, I was, you know, the reference point I would say is if you, you want to talk about someone who felt like they were going really fast, I would say, and, and had a very small tolerance for error, I would say, uh, take a look at Regina Jaquez's winning run in, at the Swiss Pro, right? Like that was one of the single most difficult runs I've ever seen anybody be able to manage or handle. Yeah. And then go back and find some videos of her, you know, she, I think what did she run five at 39, I think to win. I think so. But I mean, I, yeah. when she turned one, I'm like, if, if this isn't Regina, they're done. But because yeah. it was her, I just, you know, I knew that she was going to, she was going to make a, make a run at it. But my point being, take a look at that and then go back and, and find some videos of her running 39s where, where she's, uh, you know, has, has a better start and is skiing, you know, basically on yeah. a better line. And if you go and ask her how, how fast did you feel when you ran it easy and how fast did you feel at the Swiss pro, she's going to tell you that, you know, she felt like she was going nuke 50 and didn't know yeah, what to do. It, it was survival skiing. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you get on that edge, it's all I'm getting at is when you get on that edge, it feels as though it's fast, but if you were to be clocking her water speed, she basically, she, she, you, she gave up all of her speed going into one on that, on that Swiss pro pass. And yeah. then yeah. was just literally on the a- absolute border of not being able to make each buoy. And luckily for her, she's done so much training and she has, you know, her confidence is so high that she's okay. She's okay running on that line. Yeah. And that is, that's interesting, you know, to go off top for a second, but like, as you start to understand your spacing better, like, you know, we'll just take, you know, like her, for instance, you know, coming into three ball and three ball really wasn't much better than one, but I mean, she, she would have understood the line she was on and, 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 you know, and, and all that line means is that she's going to have less time and space to create the angle and speed preload or, or, or the angle preload and the speed by the first wake that, you know, that then would be ideal. And all that comes down to, you know, height on the boat, spacing and, 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 
and the speed you create. And we can all relate to that. I mean, right. you can run the exact same speed, you know, exact same line length twice. And, you know, the, the, the pass that you just, you know, instinctively know is, is correct. It feels slow and easy. And the pass that, you know, you've made a big enough mistake somewhere that you're not on the correct line feels fast, fast, fast. So I think the reason why it's important though, to, to differentiate between feeling fast and actually going too fast is, is, and I'll go back to the gate, you know, people that routinely feel too hot at one, oftentimes the way they, um, the way they combat that is they, they just keep tempering their gait and tempering their gait and, you know, and going easier and easier and a slower turn and a slower turn in and until they can, you know, they have better control at one. Um, but ultimately that's going to be limiting, you know, um, and, and we've all seen, you know, the person that's figured out how to, you know, how to keep somewhat of a tight rope at one by just, drifting back on their gate, doing a slow turn in, getting as being as soft on the line, you know, and again, it's, it, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have a little more control at one, but they're running more of a down course line that again is ultimately it's going to be limiting. And, and, and I think the key to continually progressing every year, every, every set is, is, you know, truly understanding cause and effect like this. Right. Um, So with that in mind, then, especially, you know, as a ski designer, it, mm-hmm. Can you, is it, I mean, given, we're going to just assume that, that, that you're doing a good job of, you know, you're taking all the steps to, to be able to maintain direction. And, and we've discussed those, you know, those steps are early speed, early edge chains, you know, that's your best bet at maintaining, you know, ultimate direction. Can you ever be going too fast at the first wake? I don't think so. Like, do you think like, is that ever possible that you're just like, you, 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 you are building so much speed that, you know, even at 41, you, you're just outrunning the boat on a, on the perfect line too much. Like, I mean, is no. that even uh, not, not, not currently. Right. No, I don't, I don't believe so. Just based on as long as you are in the theoretical sense, the answer would be no. You know, you're, mm-hmm. we're trying to get that number, whatever, like, you know, if you had a, if you, if you were the police officer in the boat shooting the, shooting the skier, mm-hmm. we, at the first wake, we want to see the, the highest speed possible, you know, and, and, um, you know, without friction and all that, I, 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 you know, actually, to be honest, I'm not positive about it, but I think it's double the boat speed. Yeah. So in theory, yeah, we want to get cl- as close to that as we can. And then as a ski designer, yeah, I mean, this is all coming into play. You know, when I, when I'm thinking about any kind of change to ski design efficiency is, is a major player, you know, and, and we want to build skis that, that can go faster. Um, at the same, at the same time, you also need a ski that can at the right time, bring you to the right speed at the finish of the turn. And so, you know, I, there are, you know, we want, I, 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 I want people working towards becoming more efficient skiers, um, which makes skiing easier on the body, makes you run a, um, I don't like a necessarily an earlier line, but an easier line through the course. And, you know, I want my skiers skiing for a long time. So, yeah. you know, let's, let's get going to that. Whereas, you know, yeah, I can build more, I can build more friction into the ski and, and make it less efficient. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, during evolution, is is that a is that a thing? You know, I think we're yeah. always we're always working the other way. Like I'm not I'm not trying to work backwards. I'm trying to work forwards. 
you know, so you something know, that feels faster, sorry, something that is faster, but you know, it's so efficient in its line that, that, it, that it gives you the sensation of being slower. Right. There you go. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing, right? Like the, the greatest passes you've, you've run where you, when you went out the exit gates and you're like that, I was just, I mean, I'm going to use words that I don't necessarily use, but I was so wide. I was so early. It was yes. so easy. It was a walk in the park. I didn't even have yeah. to think about anything. That's the line we're looking for. But, yes. you know, also there isn't a wide and early line at 41. So if you're, you know, if you're, uh, I'm sorry to tell people that, like, I think that's also something that can come back and bite you in the butt too, is trying to, you know, there is the earliest and, and whatever it is, widest or the, the most optimal line is what I would rather call it. There's the yeah. most optimal line for a given, for a given rope length, you know, and speed, but mostly rope length. You know what I mean? Like if you were to, if you just take a rope and, you know, extend it back from the pylon, swing it up on the buoy where the buoy is and swing back and forth, there is an ideal line there. I mean, if you think about the boat going for sure, going down the course, it's at a set speed with zero off. We now have, you know, these wonderful tools like SurePath to make sure the boat's going right down the middle, you know? So in theory, now we're, 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 we're getting closer to a perfect boat path, perfect boat speed, a set course, a set line length, a set handle length. So yes, there are <laughs> ideal lines here that are there. You cannot, and you cannot run an earlier line than, than whatever is that set line. Yeah. Like that's not a possible thing. Yeah. You know, we talked <laughs> about that in, in previous, previous things. So I think, you know, getting back to, to our original concept, I think it's really important to understand, you know, what line is possible. And then what we're trying to do is, uh, is to generate the speed necessary to, to achieve that, you know, and that's yeah. going to be different for different line lengths, you know, and different, so, and you're gonna, but you're going to progress. Right. I mean, I think that's yeah. the bigger thing. I, so I, I think, I mean, I just think it's important, like, okay, one, like, let's just take that out of, let's just take that out of your, out of, you know, um, let's take that phrase out of, out of your, like your lexicon or whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't, let's not, let's just not say, you know, I had too much speed on that one. You know, let, let's, let's, let's just call it like, you know, let's identify really what it was. Okay. Okay. I was going straight at the buoy. Okay. I lost all direction on that one. Um, you know, or, or I mean, it, it's, it's not unfair to say I was still going too fast when I got to the buoy, but you know, so that for the nuts and bolts of this thing, then let's just uh, uh, really, we can isolate this at one ball because I mean, if you're going too fast at one ball, you know, oh. air quotes, you know, if you, um, if you're going too straight at one, the whole, the, that's, that's, you know, we talked about best available line. It's, you know, your, your next two or three buoys, that's where you're going to be. I mean, maybe by four or five, you can start, you know, opening up your, your rhythm a little bit, but it's going to take you some space. So, and because it is just the common undoing of every pass, man, I was flying at one ball. So where let's, you know, in, in keeping this, you know, um, this, uh, concept or this topic of speed, what's, what's your fix? What, what, you know, what do you tell that, that person? Oh, you got to work on your gates. You got to get more. We, yes. I, I'm always talking to people about, uh, well, it would re, it would probably re, relate back to our work zone episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, but ultimately I'm always yeah, so telling. How, do that then. How does it, how does it, before we go to the, back it up all the way to gates, but how does it, how does it relate to work zone then? Where, what was the, what's the, like, if we're just going to go, let's go underlying cause first. What was, what's the air in work zone when you feel like you're flying in one ball? 
you're not getting your you're not getting enough speed before the center line. Yeah. So in theory, you know that as you're coming into the center line. So the 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 common correction that people make that's not necessarily a correction is they end up leaning longer and harder trying to create this magical space after the center line but they're yeah. but but understanding that the moment that handle passes center line it's on a half moon arc it cannot go wider after the center line after the center line it's going to start arcing in towards the buoy i mean it's on a swing yeah. set type of arc i'm not saying mm -hmm. to relate it necessarily to a swing set but oh but it's you're the furthest ride. back right at the behind the boat and so at that point you're then going to start to arc in and up and so yeah. if you don't create enough speed coming in to the center you inevitably know because you've done it 20 times you're like oh i, I won't get out to the buoy i'm going to come up narrow so what are you going to do? The, the, op, the, the, the misconception and common thing for almost everybody to do is keep your lean longer, trying to basically trying to change your, your pattern or change your speed. But the problem is, is that the handle won't go in that direction. And the longer you pull, the more the handle's going to the inside, the more your body is trying to go kind of back and outside the way you're leaning. You create a massive amount of load, and then that's going to whip you up and make you go straight at the buoy again. So the weird thing is the, the, the common correction for the mistake of pulling too long is actually uh, creating a bigger, harder problem, going more straight lining into the buoy, more separation from the handle into the buoy, you know, all of these things. So ultimately, yeah. I just tell people... When I see people pulling that long and I see people pulling crazy long, like still, still, I can still see spray coming off. Like if they turn a two ball and they're going to three, I can see the spray coming towards the boat when they've already gone through the wakes. And now they're almost, they're, they're basically through the spray of the boat on the side before I see the ski go to flat and try to make a turn. And yeah. I mean, you are just getting railed to the inside and that's why you feel, that's why a skier that is doing this feels like they're working so hard because, and the boat's kicking their butt. And that, that is exactly what is happening, but it's a mm -hmm. choice that you're making to have that happen. And that's something yeah. that I think is crazy. Yeah. And then there are people who are they're like, no, this is what works for me. And well, yeah, because like wow. when you end up in that, you, when you, so when you end up in that long pull, you know, and again, like if you, if you haven't created the angle, um, and you know, and, and then you haven't created the speed into the first wake that people get into that rhythm because they, they pull and they pull. And like you said, you know, think of it like this. Okay. We'll just say 15 off just cause the math is so ready clean. to go. When you hit the first wake, the handle is because again, obviously the line is cable tight at this point. The handle is 60 feet away from the pylon and that's all you have. There's you like, and it's obvious when you say it, but it's not obvious when you think about <laughs> the way you try and ski. So if you have, if you've created max speed and you still have that balance, your feet are underneath you when you hit the first wake, if you simply just come up, you know, gently roll onto that inside edge and ride that path 60 feet away from the, excuse me, 60 feet away from the pylon, you're going to be at your max width, right? Because I mean, again, the rope, there's a rope is unbending, it's unyielding. 
Mm-hmm. So there is, and then, but if you're running these, these down course lines where, where you, you don't have the space before the buoy and, and, and you haven't created the speed to swing up, you know, we're going to say perpendicular to the pylon, then, then you start running these rhythms where people pull and they pull and everything gets tight and tight and tight and they keep pulling past the wakes. And then when they pop up, what happens? Ooh, their feet swing way to the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how they're getting around the buoys, Be- because they're they're not create they're not creating that width on the buoy by swinging up beside the boat, right? Right? Because the sixty feet is only sixty feet, but it's how it's it's where are you in relation to the pylon? How close to perpendicular to the pylon are you when the pylon gets to the to the buoy? Because if you're back, and we're just going to say, if you're back at 45 degrees when the pylon gets to the buoy, oh, gotcha. you're yep. still 60 feet away from the pylon, but you're not near as wide on the buoy as you could be. Right. Wow. Whoa. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh I need a better, I need, I need a different hobby. <laughs> that was awesome, bro. You're, you're, I mean, that's, it's deep, but, but it, it's 60 feet yeah. of line. And how far is the buoy, Trent? How far out is the buoy? Uh, 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 is 38? it like 37 and a half feet or yeah. something? I should exactly. know this. 37 and a half to 38 feet. I mean, it's easy, right? Like somewhere in that realm. I mean, well, I know that 38 off is a half a foot longer. So I I think it's 37 and a half feet. Yeah. So point being, someone's going to call point being number one. We we definitely, (laughs) yeah, we definitely need to go and get the exact number. You know, (laughs) I'm a more, I honestly, I'm a more ski by feel type of skier anyway. So, you know, regardless well, those of those, are, I'm yeah, going around I'm, them. I don't wherever they are. I'm going to go the, around them. But the principle them, but. is so important to recognize, right? And right. that's why, like when, like when I f- first started figuring out my hardest pass, I it was through that realization. When I got to the first wake, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm at max. I started thinking of it like, okay, think of it just like 300, 360 degrees around the pylon. When I get to the first wake, whether so again, if that's 50 knot, that's 60 feet. I'm at max width right now. You know, if, if you, if you were thinking, if you stopped thinking about width as it related to the buoys and just started thinking about width as it relates to the boat. So that any extra work that I'm doing after that center line is, 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 it's in vain, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, ideally. So then again, so if you're, if you, if you're a person that runs this rhythm and this is relating to speed, I promise. <laughs> but if you're that person who's running that rhythm where, where you, you know, center at like, you know, stopping your work zone behind the boat isn't getting you to your desired width, then you need to explore avenues on, okay, I, I can fall victim to this, this rhythm of pulling long. And, and I know it's going to be limiting when I get to my harder passes and my, you know, um, or, or why don't we figure out how do I build more balanced speed into the first wake? So, so then I can just I can just accept, you know, the length of the rope and, and, and let my surplus of speed when I hit the you know, the first wake or second wake, just let that be enough, come up and ride that full arc of the rope. Um, you know, you just got to figure out, okay, why is the, why is the boat getting to the buoys way before me? Mm-hmm. And, and and again, this goes back to speed. Yep. We want to be so, the, we want to be the weight on the end. So we want to be generating speed. So speed's going to have angle. There is a component of load from, from wherever we turn in to the center line. Then yeah. from the center line out to to wherever we're going to create a turn, so we'll call that pre-turn zone, whatever that is, just because that's a term. But mm-hmm. that in that zone, all we really want to be is a weight on the end of the line. We are not trying yeah. to do anything there. We've already done the work. Then all we're going to do is basically hold on to that 
feel feel that energy and be the weight on the end of the line until we decide to let go and and you know create a create a turn. So my yeah. question to you would be, Trent. So oh, you just told me I need more speed. So really, all I need to do is just wail wail on the rope from when I turn in all the way to the wakes, right? I mean, it, yeah. doesn't that get me more yeah, speed? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because I think that's the, that's, that's where people go with their, when they start hearing people talk like this, they go, well, I tried that and I just went faster into buoy one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, so then again, like, so then it's appreciating, okay, is, is load speed? And the answer, the answer is no, right? I mean, more load does not necessarily equal more speed. Um, I, I always think of it like this, like, look, load is just the byproduct, um, of our slightly oppositional path to the boat, right? Um, it, it, it's not the goal. It, it's, it's, it's just the byproduct that we have to deal with through, like, like we've talked about already, through balance, through structure, um, through alignment. So, so taking the same angle and the same speed, taking the same speed into the turn from the same height on the gate and then just simply as the load starts building, dropping your shoulder and, and, and giving it an extra oomph. No, that will not give you more speed. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll do exactly that. It'll give you simply more load. Uh, and, and, and that extra load is, is, is going to potentially equal with equal to, or, um, result in, you know, a loss of, of alignment, a loss of structure, some separation, and it actually likely has the potential just to make things worse unless you're incredibly strong. And, and, and just, just to add on to that real quick, you know, like if you turn in and go as hard as you can and you're 90 degrees to the boat with maximum load at the center line, your ski is pointed to go straight out to the side of the lake. Right. But the handle is going to curve in and go to the buoy. So the greater disparity you get there, just because you went harder, doesn't mean that you're on the right path. Right. So they're just going to get ripped up and get railed to the inside and feel like you're going a million miles an hour with no rope support. So we do need to create a unison. You know, I think there that that people need to understand that that too much load or too much direction can also be detrimental to what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So where I wanted to go more. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if I wanted so if I wanted more speed into the first wake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, we're, we're going to talk you. about, we're going to talk about the setup because, because that's what, you know, that's what, that's what, um, kind of unveils your, your best potential line for the entire pass. I, if I wanted more speed of the first wake going through the gates, I would one enter my gate turn in or roll in or however you want to term it. I would enter that one with more glide speed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so I could create a little more angle and have be in a better balanced position as the boat starts to pick me up and swing me into the first wake. Mm-hmm. If I, if I'm, you know, if I'm losing direction, um, you know, and, and, and flying into one ball, I know it's because I, I wasn't balanced enough when the load started at the finish of the previous turn. So in this, this instance, it's the, it's the gate turn in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and that's it, you know, and then, because if I, if I enter that turn with more glide speed, I'm going to be able to simply stay over my feet through the entirety of the turn. I'm not going to have to push away, lean away, do anything that's going to stop this, this momentum that's going to swing into my max speed. You know, if I can have, if I can be 
unencumbered, uninterrupted by the boat through that gate turn in into the load, I'm going to have, I'm going to be smoother, faster when I hit the first wake. And then, then, and then the cool thing is, is like this, this is, this is absolutely, um, intertwined with then width on the ball, you know? And again, like those, those slow cruisy passes, I mean, even at the shortest short, it, you never feel narrow, Mm -hmm. you know, or the moment you feel narrow is a, is a, is a moment that things start feeling faster. Mm -hmm. So and again, we've already talked about the length of the rope is the length of the rope. The width is simply the length of the rope, but width on the buoy is how close to perpendicular you are to the pylon when the pylon reaches the turnball. So if you just think of it, you know, when I stop pulling, the faster I'm going than the boat, that's going to that's gonna equal to swing height like that's gonna equal to how how high up how far i can outrace the boat before my speed bleeds off and the boat starts going faster than me again so and again the higher i am on the boat when the pylon gets the buoy that's that's width you know and again we we we, it's obvious when you say it but the way we often ski is we think about width as actually getting wide getting wider on the boat there is there and again if you appreciate the length of the rope as being fixed there is no wider than the length of the rope so it's width is a product Again, of speed. Yep. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Sorry to cut you off there. I, no. I I would just say, you know, for me, I'm listening to all this and my easiest way to relate it to somebody is a swing set. And yes. so how about this, right? So the person who, so we go back to, you know, the person who um, has too much speed at one. So what are they doing? They're trying to minimize speed on their gate glide, minimize all of that. So if you just imagine you know, pulling, pulling a, you know, I, I think about, I, you know, I have kids that aren't young anymore, but you know, we used to do a lot of swing set stuff, right? If you only pull them back three feet and you just let them go, then the best case scenario is that that swing is going to want to swing up three feet on the other side. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to go up to 90 degrees. So, you know, when I, when I, when I see that person going back to our conversation, when I see a person having a hard time you know, with speed into one and I, I can, I can go back and I can look and I can see that at center line, they're still pulling, they're pulling long. They know they don't have enough swing up. So they're trying to do things. So I tell them you need to do more, more, more work from your turn in to the, to the, to the buoy line, not more work, but more focus on the techniques that are required to make that better so that you can then swing up the other side and get to where a better place that gives you more, more, uh, time and, and a better feel. So when I hear you talking about, you know, what you were talking about width, I think is not, it's not width. It's, it's, it's how, yeah, how high up on the boat you are when you get to the buoy, you know, or when it's time for you to turn. And I would say most people are, are borderline don't have enough swing up and thus are trying to do other things to improve the swing. But if you go back to the swing set, how do you, how do you get up to 90, you know, and that there's a lot of things that go into play, but ultimately the easiest way to get at 90 is to start at 90, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to 90 degrees, but the idea maybe 80 or 70, no, but, but yeah, and that's, why do you, why do you think your kids always want you to push them? <laughs> Cause I'm like, well, buddy, exactly. you can, you can like get going and you could pump your way into this thing a little more speed, a little more speed, a little more speed, it, but this isn't, a, it's not a, it's not a 12 buoy course. And, and as you get to your hardest passes, you don't have 
you don't have the opportunity to, to survive those first two buoys and get your pump swing higher, if you will. And, and like, that was such a clean way of saying it, dude, like, because, um, you know, now you just likened the gate pullout. I just said, man, I would, I'd pull out with more speed and, and enter that turn with more speed. You just likened that to, to the, the back swing, if you will, or the back pull of, of, a, of a swing set. So, you know, if you have someone, you know, who can, um, who can facilitate that first backswing for you? Well, that's that's a stronger, faster pullout on your gate. It's 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 and again, that's as as cool you said this because I, I don't typically my brain doesn't go here. I've I've recognized the merit of it, but this is it's painfully obvious when the way you pointed that out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying about like we're swinging on a swing set while we're skiing or anything no, like but that. It, but that makes I mean, such perfect sense. So in terms of of potential height. So, you know, when I, when I look at my gates, where do I want to be? I want to, I mean, I don't necessarily like hammer into my head, but when you're gliding, we want to have our glide speed and, and, and that to be great, you know, to be a high glide speed. Um, and then I, I mean, if I were to look down the course, when I'm, when I turn in and I hit that, you know, my, you know, uh, stack position, what do you, what do we, what do you call it again? Um, um, I think like structure. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, when I, when I hit yeah. my, my good structure position, you know, uh, I want that to be as close to the backside of the buoy width as I can have it and then be building speed from there, you know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's like, yeah. we're just trying to, we're basically just trying to set a rhythm that we can go on. And when you don't have it, you're going to do other things and anything yes. other is usually has a negative consequence. So, yeah. you know, this yeah, it's is compensatory. All, like it's, it's like you, you, you figure out ways of doing it. And, and that's why, you know, um, you know, you watch some of the best skiers on the planet and then you can be like, well, look at what well, so-and-so does. So-and-so like pulls pretty long, man. And I'm like, well, absolutely. Cause this person is the best on the planet. You know, I like, you know, my, my level of, of athleticism is not akin to that person's. I need to know how to do it better. Um, you know, so again, like you can, um, especially on someone's hardest path. I mean, all of us, especially like, I mean, soon as something goes awry at 41 and for some of us, as, as soon as they hit the, the, the second wake at 41, people want to do this move to get wider and get, you know, it, and it's compensatory for the fact that they, you know, they already know they're a little bit behind. They don't have enough angle that things are starting to run late. And, and, and you start adopting these, these, you know, these measures to, to somehow get out there, but are you talking uh, about me? That's what I feel like when I get to forty one. Talking about me, okay. I, I was it was that was like when I let that go, though. Like it, that's when I started to figure out my harder passes. Was when I was like, I'm like nothing I can do at this point unless something's already missing. Nothing I can do at this point is going to help me get to where I need to be. And it's just, and it's it is. I mean, there's a reason why why two at 41 was the gold standard for years and years and years and years. And it was for that reason. I mean, people were running 39 and making it look awful easy. They'd get to the second wake, even if they're in great position at 41 and give that extra pump that would swing their feet out. And all of a sudden they're running a lower line at 41 than they were at 39. And it's Are like, you talking you know, about me again? No, I'm talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is what, this is what we want you all to, you know, what, what we want you all to, to understand is that, and I tell this to people over and over and over again. What I'm working on 
is not so dissimilar to yes. what you're working on. You're right. Even if you're at 15 off, you're just learning the course, you're there there we're yes, it's happening at a higher level, but the concepts are very similar and mm -hmm. ultimately it comes down to, you know, you got to build some trust and you got to build I believe you got to build some understanding in your in your mind so you see what is what is the what we're trying to accomplish and then we have to we have to start working our confidence higher and higher and what happens is when you get to your hardest pass inevitably without even saying it i would i would say that most people don't believe they're going to run it so they think they need to add all these things in to to be able to run it when in reality yeah. what what we really need to do is keep developing the same technique we've been developing and have more confidence in it and 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 then build the trust that that's all you need and yep. that as the line gets shorter you're not going to have more space you're not going to have more time you have to get better at being able to do the same things in a tighter tighter zone it's like getting better at something right you can't make yeah. 41 feel like 30 uh make make it feel like 32 off it's never going to feel that way i mean it just it just isn't yeah. i mean it, it can feel yes. You can run a really nice short line pass and say, wow, that felt like 32, but it didn't. I can tell you it yes. didn't. <laughs> so, so that's where I think it's really important that we just understand that all of us are, are working on this. All of us can do it, but it, and it's not, it's not, it's just a matter of figuring out where you're deficient and highlighting it. One of the things that we were just talking about, you know, when you're talking about speed and then people pointing fingers at like, oh, this guy, this guy, okay, Will Asher, Sl slow gate. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think he has a slow gate, but he has decent width. He, he definitely, before he turns in, I see him go left, meaning that he's, the line's tight and he's, so in my mind, he's a little slow, but you know what he's really good at? He's really okay. good at going from there to his, you know, Ooh. his structured or stack position fast and real fast. And then little, he's able to build, little. Will Azure can build speed so quickly that it's, it's incredible. And what does that come from? That comes from years of working on it and, and a massive amount of trust. And so, you know, I think that, that seeing what's possible that you can run, you know, that you can run as, 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 uh, as good as Will is, you know, that's something that he does that, that is his style. That's his comfort zone that he knows is, is reproducible, but could he have a little more water speed on his gate? Absolutely. In my opinion, he could. Now, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I'm criticizing that, I'm, him. I'm just letting no, people no. know. I like, love that hey. you said that. Re that is reproducible. That's uh, that's that's something we need to talk about maybe down the down the road. That's a. Uh... I like that you said that. And like, I think, you know, so, you know, in closing on speed then. So if you, if you're feeling too fast, like don't, don't shy away from the speed itself, but maybe just start to evaluate like where it is that you're building your max speed and, and see if you can address that instead of just simply taking away the speed and taking away the speed until you feel a little more controlled, but you're, 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 you're not, you're, but your line isn't what it needs to be to advance to the next pass or two. 